this is pretty amazing because then you can start connecting the dots. You can start having a real helicopter view of who you are and what I need to do. And, and we give you those recommendations anyway. Welcome to the High Performance Health Podcast with your host, Angela Foster. The show where we talk about everything you need to break through limits and achieve a high performance mind, body and lifestyle. Hello, hello, it's Angela here and I can't wait to introduce you to this week's episode of the High Performance Health Podcast with my guest, Thomas Olivier. Welcome back to the High Performance Health Podcast. I'm your host, Angela Foster, and today I'm really excited to be joined by Thomas Olivia. He is the founder and CEO of Omnos, which is an intelligent health system that enables health optimization through knowledge, planning, and prevention. He is leading the path in democratizing the science behind health. He's also the author of two books, um, his first book, Cracking Your Health Code, with another one due to be released on Smart Health shortly. Welcome to the show, um, Thomas. It's so great to have you here. Thank you, Angela. Great to be here. <laughs> Um, so I, for one, have been hearing a lot about what you've been doing um, with Omnos and following your journey. And I'm very, very excited about what looks ahead. Can you explain a bit more about the background behind Omnos, what it does and your mission to democratize, sorry, democratize health? Sure. So, I mean, the, the, the whole mission of Omnos, uh, as you say, is to democratize health um, and, and make it more accessible to everyone. Um, and what I mean by health is, is wellness as well. Um, it's actually, we're trying to prevent things to, to go wrong, right? Um, as we all know, you know, things goes wrong in many, many ways and, and they are multifactorial. Um, but we, we can have access now thanks to the growing access to technology and the information and, and all those amazing tests that we can now do at home, um, understand where all those imbalances can come from. Um, and to come back to my background um, on, on how I got to this, um, it's quite a long journey. So, uh, you know, we need several podcasts, but so I'll try to, to do it short. But my, my background is sports science. Um, and I got really interested into um, helping athletes to optimize their performance. Um, that was, you know, I'm talking about more than 10 years ago. Um, and what I realized really was what I was doing for one was not necessarily working for the others. Um, and this is where I got really interested into bio-individuality and how I could actually tell all things to them. Um, and this is where I looked into DNA testing. And again, at the beginning, a decade ago, it, it, it wasn't out there. Um, and I remember people laughing about it you know, to me um, uh, about this. But it was very, it's been, a, you know, getting the long story short, it's been a very interesting journey. Um, but what I quickly realized is there was a lot more to do in helping people taking control of their health and, and potentially preventing the all those diseases that we are dying off, but are totally preventable by changing your lifestyle, your diet, your environment. So if we talk about the, the four big killers, for example, right? So uh, just to remind the, the audience, they, they are type 2 diabetes, cancers, cardiovascular diseases, and dementia. All of those, you know, they, they take, as you know, you know, 
a decade almost sometimes to to develop uh, and this is the 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 multifactorial causes um, and and all of this together we we can actually access on what is going out of balance and maybe intervene have an intervention on establishing you know all those uh, natural balances that we have and to optimize our health to avoid those state of acute care uh, where it's sometimes too late and this is where we go to the the system we have which is an amazing system uh, as we know um, you know the NHS and again it, it's people are within the NHS are doing an amazing work but what they do is acute response and they are overwhelmed um, by you know this acute care um, and we need to help them to release this burden of disease that are preventable and that should be coming from us as responsible individuals um, as taking control of our health but for that we need a tool <laughs> and this is why we, we've created all, omnos really is to help people to create this dashboard uh, this intelligent health system um, which is completely personalized um, and you know you, you have all those data across all different test type um, and then you can really do the necessary to adjust and improve your, your quality of life and your health all the time. Yeah, and I think having had a, a little bit of a look around what you're doing um, myself, what's so exciting is that people now can find their results in one place, but also your um, the system that you're using I believe that's got some AI in it, is also aggregating that data for the individual so that they can understand, as you just mentioned, what their vulnerabilities might be genetically and then aggregating that data with what's actually playing out in real time with some of the other testing, hormone testing, organic acid testing that they may have done. Is that right? Did you want to elaborate yeah. a little bit more on how that works? Yeah, exactly. So um, I think the approach we have is uh, about integrative health. Okay, and what I mean by that is nothing works in isolation. We are very complex individuals. Um, and if you only look at DNA, it's already an amazing starting point. But we know that DNA in isolation doesn't really tell you the story of how you are right now. It gives you a predisposition about your, your, your strength, your weaknesses. But then if you want to find out what is the real state of you right now, you need to go more into uh, functional testing. So looking at how your hormones are behaving, uh, maybe looking at, um, you know, uh, your, what's going on in your, in your, in your guts, right? So do you have bacteria or parasites, uh, imbalances? Do, do you have even uh, leaky guts? So all those things that could really go wrong and could lead to those diseases we want to avoid. And, the idea, and I think the big difference of Omnos is what we took a long time to, to do because it, it was quite a hard work um, and we needed brilliant minds to do this, was to connect all the dots. So none of those tests we do within our platform are then seen in isolation. So what I mean by this, to give you an example, I can give you my example. Um, you know, my detox pathways, so the old phase one, phase two detoxification pathways um, are not working very well. I have a deletion of GSTM1, which means that I cannot remove toxins properly out of my body. Um, I, I, you know, so all of this is not working very well. Living in London, 
Um, I obviously commit a lot, um, especially working on, on building this platform. I, I go to a lot of meetings and, and all these things. And already the platform picks up from my lifestyle questionnaire, but I'm, I might have an issue here um, living in London, but also, um, you know, complaining about small headaches, sometimes joint pain, this sort of things. So then my next recommended test after my DNA, because from the self-assessment to my genetic data, we understand maybe looking at the toxins in my body could be a good idea. Would be, for example, the, the next test would be the uh, what we call the envirotoxin test that we have. And looking at all the toxins related to carb toxins, uh, food, plastic, all, all these sort of things, right? Um, but also looking at my level of liver toxicity and potentially, you know, the things that I need to remove all these toxins, which are the glutathione, right? We know about these little things that needs to bind to those toxins to be removed out of the way. Um, and if we look at those things, you look at my dashboard and instead of being within normal range when it comes to car toxins, I'm like way over, right? So if I give you the numbers, between 200 and 500 would be the normal range. I was on 1,900. <laughs> um, uh, and my glutathione, yeah. um, which normally should be between two and five or so within, within the platform, it can be different from different tests, but this is how we do it on the platform. Um, I was actually at 0 0.4, uh, so really bad. Um, obviously, I need to act on this because that means that my body has way too much toxins. And on top of that, um, my liver uh, can just is depleted of the things that it needs to have to remove this. So then my recommendations attached to this would be glutathione, vitamin C, all the things I need to actually support my detoxification, detoxification pathway. But what this does is, again, working in all, um, connecting the dots between all those different things makes a big difference because you really have from the source to the end of uh, your recommendation what you should be doing and why, the reason why as well. And it's well explained. And yeah, so this is what, what, what I think we have done, which is a bit different. Um, and this is why you need to uh, have some technology inside it to, to be able to help us do that. So the algorithm we have built is very powerful this way. But then also there's, there's things that, you know, by order of priority. So let's say another example, let's say that we realize in our element test that your iron level are low, okay? So the common things will be, oh, well, take iron. But actually, the platform is not recommending me iron. And why is that? Because I, I had the result from my microbiome test and I have a pathogen and this pathogen fit on iron. And because you have too many issues with pathogens with potentially leaky guts, but we are flagged up with our um, uh, microbiome test, this is the priority for you. So you need to get rid of this and then you will be recommended iron. So you don't feed the pathogens that actually makes things work for you. So this is, I think, the big difference in the, in the granularity of what we do, which could really help a lot of people. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that's, that's super interesting, the way that you've combined that data from a gut test alongside a deficiency and then actually been able to link it. Because as you say, just giving somebody iron in that scenario is not going to solve their problem if the pathogen is... Yeah is consuming that. You know, there's an example as well that 
I've recently just done, as I mentioned to you before, um, a Dutch test myself to have a look. So I noticed, um, you, you know, any most of the listeners will have um, be familiar with my backstory, and you know it in terms of just really burning myself out as a corporate lawyer um, and and struggling and kind of winding up in hospital with pneumonia. And I've always pushed myself too hard, um, and as yeah. many kind of type A personalities do. And what was interesting, I was observing on my aura ring that my heart rate variability was going low recently. Obviously, like many people at the moment, we're under extra pressure because, you know, I've got three children, they're being homeschooled now because we're in quarantine. Um, and that combined with work, I realized that I was kind of pushing myself a bit more and I was having uh, hormonal issues in terms of I've had things like endometriosis. So I had a Dutch test. And what was really interesting was seeing that data showed that actually my metabolized cortisol is very low. Um, and my adrenal function looks fine. So it doesn't look like I am actually experiencing stress at the moment, mm, yeah. but that my salivary cortisol in the morning was a bit higher and then virtually non-existent by the evening and went down over the day. And it seems as though my lifestyle at the moment has demands on me. And while I'm not feeling stressed, my body's almost having to produce this cortisol to kick me into gear. And I then, and I guess your platform actually would do this very effectively for me, then rem rem remembered that when I'd looked at my genetics and I looked at the comp gene, which is how we process dopamine and um, whether we're more vulnerable to stress, I came across as somebody who's more of a, a warrior with an A who doesn't have yeah. a strong perception necessarily of stress. I'm a bit more of a thrill seeker and maybe I'm more inclined to push myself harder because I'm not actually experiencing that stress. So then there's a, there's a real danger, isn't there, with people exactly. like myself, for example, who don't feel pressure, that they'll just keep going until they reach burnout. And I guess yeah. this is amazing because actually all that information now for me could be in the one place now that you guys have launched and, and actually direct me to this stuff um, very easily, would you say? Yeah, yeah. And, you know, it's, it's funny you raise this very same example is the example of my co-founder, Ben. Um, and exactly the same thing, you know, he doesn't consider himself as a stressed person, but his results say the same. <laughs> so <laughs> it, it's very interesting, you know, it's actually the opposite. It just shows, you know, in black and white, but well, actually you are, your body is, you know, even if you don't feel it, your body is. And this is, you know, again, the, you know, with our busy life, you cannot understand or see everything happening. And even less so when it comes to connect all the dots, right? Even as a practitioner, and I'm sure you would agree, it's quite hard to have all those tests and to connect all the dots and to, to, to look at all the nuances especially from a test, a test like the Dutch test, you know, they're very complex. You need to understand the person behind uh, more than just the test itself. Uh, and this is why you need to link the whole lifestyle assessment. You need to, to understand what's going on in the other test. Um, but then having this visual uh, that helps you navigate through everything and organize things for you uh, is really what we want to achieve. Um, and I think we have achieved actually. And then, if it's clinical, you always have the support that you need uh, as practitioners that will be here um, to, to support you in, in your health journey. But obviously, yeah. we want to help people not, not to go into clinical case. But obviously, some people will already be uh, with issues such as leaky gut that could lead already beginning of autoimmune diseases or this sort of thing, uh, which are very common. Um, and but. Even though, what do you do in that case? In those cases, uh, you need to look at the whole picture 
rather than trying to, you know, look at uh, the granularity of things. And uh, this will help definitely. Yeah, and help uh, show people effectively what they can, what they can do about it, and give them back control. That's the key thing, isn't it? Because as you yeah. say, these diseases, these long-term diseases, you know, they're so different. They're not like viruses that we catch. They build up over time. We're not aware that those changes necessarily are happening within our bodies. Um, but by picking things up early and understanding what's going on, we can actually make lifestyle changes and optimize yeah. our health. Um, and also, it's, it's also, you know, and, and this is what I talk in, in, in my first book, Cracking Your Health Codes, that... When you start going into the proactive side of things, you're a bit less worried about, you know, um, what's happening in your environment and all the people that get affected by those things because you can start to get a bit more confident about doing the right, you know, making all those changes that count. Um, and, and having tools and support, actionable advice and life support um, in that journey even gives you further confidence um, to achieve this. Um, and, and I think it's very important um, to, to have that nowadays. Um, and as you can see, you know, when you talk about the, the, the recent crisis we, we have, or we, we are still having, we're still in it, um, you know, a lot could be avoided if people were more proactive towards their health. But it's not therefore they're not educated um, about it in the sense that we are not told to take control of our health and we don't have necessarily the tools to do it uh, but this will change i'm pretty sure i'm quite confident this will change and and crises like the one we went through um, will help speed things up because there's a real awakening now of, of crucial awakening almost of people wanting to be more in control of their health yeah, for sure. And I think people understand now. I know, you know, I've heard people talking about the fact that they are now trying to lose weight if they were somebody that was in a more vulnerable category, because they yeah. understand that actually there isn't a pill for every ill and that, you know, you could be taken out by something like this virus if you fall yeah. within that um, category. Now, we were talking a little bit as well about the science because you're very much science driven. Um, can you just explain a bit more about that? Because I know that you, you're, um, as a company, you've got very high standards and thresholds in terms of what has to meet your criteria, for example, with the tests and what can fall within it. Um, mm -hmm. Can you just sort of give a little bit more color on that? Yeah, sure. So uh, the, the science is obviously very important because um, you need to have well, for what we do anyway, we don't do diagnostic. That's very important for people to understand. But even though everything you put on a platform, um, advice you give needs to be backed up by science. Um, and the way we do that, obviously, is to have process within the business. Uh, we have a very exciting um, advisory board uh, with, you know, real amazing academics, very high-profile academics. And the reason of all this, and it took time for me as a founder to put a team like this together, um, but the reason why I wanted this is, again, to, to show that all the things that comes as recommendations that people consider as holistic, a lot actually are very hard science backed up behind. Uh, when you call, we call about nutrigenomics, for example, so you know genetics and, and linking to your lifestyle and your nutrition, 
obviously a lot of people will think, mm, yeah, but is it real science? But it is. Um, so we, we, we make sure within the platform to link for every recommendation we do, for every uh, genes variation we give uh, to have the whole science behind. Um, I think it's a duty. Uh, and it's also uh, a prestige that we want to have within within the the culture of the company, um, and this is also why we we work with registered um, practitioners, uh, which you know knows about all those things, uh, and also are very professional in that way. Um, and yes, so the science as well. There's another flip to this. Um, science sometimes needs to be shaken in a way. Uh, and what I mean by that is, you know, there's a lot of things that can be considered as alternative medicine or integrative medicine is not yet recognized as one thing. Prevention, you know, uh, is a lot more effective than cure. We know that. But again, it's not something that people recognize. However, one of the mission of Omnos, I think, also is to prove by having a number of users that improving their life uh, and improving things based on science facts and, and showing from A to B based on certain recommendations, which are lifestyle recommendation, nutrition recommendation, and not acute medicine-based recommendation, but actually from A to B within six weeks, they might have you know, reversed things like uh, pre-diabetes pre condition or this sort of thing are very powerful indicators that those things works. So you have the science, now you have the, the sort of clinical trial, um, and now from becoming a bit of a, uh, I would say, uh, uh, like the biohacking community, you know, uh, becoming a bit of a, uh, the, the pirates, you, you start becoming a bit of the Navy. Uh, and it's important to go through this journey of proving to authorities that we are here to help as well in terms of helping relieving the burden uh, of the NHS uh, because we know that, you know, if you look at type 2 diabetes, 15 billion a year are spent on type 2 diabetes. And we know what type 2 diabetes is. We know how it works. We know that it's totally preventable. So, you know, 50 billion, we just need 1 billion to educate people, really. Uh, so it's about putting those things uh, in order and helping, uh, empowering people to make the right choice, really, to make informed yeah. choices, but based on validated science, obviously. And I think that's the thing is it, it helps people so much because when you think people become disillusioned and frustrated because what happens is, is without this scientific data, generally they're trying something that maybe a friend or a partner has tried. So one person may try the ketogenic diet, their husband's getting amazing results on it, and then they're not losing any weight. And actually by short circuiting the process of trial and error of different types of ways to do it, if they actually start to understand that Maybe their cortisol really is high. Maybe there's a bit of a block there until they look at lifestyle measures where they start to um, engage the parasympathetic system more. They're not going to see those results. Yeah. Maybe actually their genetics give some data that that isn't the right data, that isn't the right nutritional plan for them. And maybe even their gut health is showing that that's not in order. There's some issues that need correcting there. And this just really fast tracks it across the board for people, doesn't it? Because they can yeah. understand what they need to do. And I find that people 
are way more accountable to themselves because it's our, we, we fail to deliver on our own promises to ourselves more than anything else. And yeah. we keep those promises if we understand mm -hmm. why. And if the, if the data is there to show you, then, then in my experience, people actually stick with it because they understand, you know, I, I've never since kind of putting my PCOS into remission by going on a lower carbohydrate diet, you know, having had surgery once and yeah. then never needed it again and had my kids naturally and not needing to do that, that's in and of itself is enough to keep me accountable. And then when I later then see that, yeah, that sensitivity is there genetically and I need to be careful, there's no question then. You don't need to have the, the things that enter into it normally for people like temptation or insecurity over whether this may or may not work because it's there. And what you've done is then aggregate all that within the one platform, which I just think is life-changing. Yeah. I, I think, you know, it's in the effort of trying to democratize, you know, a powerful and, and you know targeted prevention. Um, there's one thing that needs to be done first is to reinvite almost people to you know explore themselves at a biological level. And what I mean by that is when you start looking into your own biology uh, and you start connecting the dots. And, and creating this relationship almost on how you work and, and you know, realizing that, wow, I'm really unique and on so many points, here data points, right? Um, yes, you, you cannot really look at things the same way after that because you're more engaged with yourself. You cannot cheat with yourself because, you know, I, I'm very uh, pro type 2 diabetes, sort of uh, genetically speaking. If I don't do much of intermittent fasting, which I do regularly. Um, you know, my metabolic flexibility is something I need to work on all the time. If I don't have this, and if I, let's say um, in the evening I'm going to have a, a lot of uh, uh, carbs and, and all these sort of things by 10 a.m. the day after, I'm just checking. Um, so those things I know. So now I'm obviously not doing the same mistakes all the time. Um, and, and I think the idea of, in, in this effort of democratizing furthermore, is the, the disalienation of the language, which is very important. Because right now, a lot of people want to make the efforts because a lot of people have their own, uh, you know, issues and they want to sort them out. But then when you, you go out there, uh, Dr. Google, or, or because Dr. Google is the second uh, doctor you will go and see, you, you, you find some things that, quite complex and you, you know that it's more trends, it's not relevant to you um, or some will work for you but you don't know and this is why I think when you start having access in a friendly user manner to in a way that is beautifully made within the platform um, to over uh, uh, you know 500 of your genes because this is the report we give up to family reports and, and add to these thousands of biomarkers, uh, which are from a person to another completely different than the outcome. This is pretty amazing because then you can start connecting the dots. You can start having a real helicopter view of who you are and what I need to do. And, and we give you those recommendations anyway. We, we give you all the, uh, the five rules centralized all within this platform. We give you all the actionable advice and the live support for it. Uh, so, so you learn, you get to learn yourself and how you work biologically speaking uh, of the time um, and, and learn to improve the things that are most important for you right now. And then you just go on to the next level. And I think it would be enough 
um, to improve a lot of people's quality of life. Um, and, and yeah, that's the goal anyway. And, and talking about this is all based on your own, originally your own research and your working with clients and your book, Cracking Your Health Code. What, what did you identify there in terms of people who want to crack their health code? Um, can you just elaborate on that? Because I know you've been very targeted in terms of the testing that you've chosen to help people. Um, can you explain a bit more about that and your methodology? Yeah, sure. So the way... We do things, you mean, the way we, we as a process within the platform? Yeah. Yeah, yeah so, and also your, your own thing, because obviously you've put together these, these tests, and I know that your questionnaires will direct somebody to perhaps what's the most pressing one or two tests yeah. that they need to do. But to actually crack the code, what do you see as the main things that people need to look at? I think it's, it's starting by your self-assessment of, you know, it's very interesting when you you do your, your self-assessment and everybody comes with the sort of uh, same thing is actually, yes, I do this. I didn't realize <laughs> mm-hmm. because, you know, you have, uh, we were going, we were actually going in depth into our self-assessment, which is a starting point. Uh, and it's six questionnaire of 20 questions. You don't have to do them all at once, but over time you want to do them all because the more data we have about you, the more, we understand, okay, uh, and the more data point, the more the things become granular and make sense, the more there is dots to connect, right? Um, and yeah, I, I think the self-assessment is a really good start because if you don't understand or don't put things, you know, uh, as an helicopter view of what are your habits, what are, you know, your the, the things that could lead to certain issue when you start connecting to other adults like your your, your genetic uh, and all the tests, um, it's a real, it becomes a real problem. So the way we do things on the platform, we start with the self-assessment, as I said, um, and then we do the recommended next test because within that self-assessment, we already might understand whether your issues are more gut related or are more something to do with hormones based on your age, based on whether you travel a lot or not, whether, you know, condition you may have. Um, so then what is the next important things for you to really investigate? Uh, and then the, 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 the other things can become more complementary. Um, and obviously your genetic test is always a really good starting point because you already have the predisposition here that are very interesting for us to understand. Um, and on this, you know, connecting all those data points um, was something that I was always trying as a practitioner to achieve. Um, and it was quite difficult from going from one place, from one lab and then another lab. And then, you know, it was hard to do all this, coordinating all those things. Uh, and this is why, you know, the, the idea of putting everything together in one place um, got there. And, and I think it's, it's why it makes more sense. Uh, but also is the fact that as a practitioner, but also as, as you know, uh, a person with having had some health issues, if I go in, you know, within the normal system, I will be completely left out of what's happening for me. Uh, I might see a bit of writing in the letter, but I'm, I'm going to struggle to understand. 
but we're talking about my health. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's me. <laughs> I want to understand. I want to understand mm. what is being told about me. And uh, potentially I want to be educated about what I need to do to, you know, to, to prevent, to manage the symptoms. Or, uh, but all of these things are not being given to me. Uh, and I think this is where, you know, we, we need to, to make some big efforts, um, you know, to have this common language, to disalienate all, all, all those, you know, difficulties uh, and, and make it all accessible where all the data flows in one place. Um, and one important thing as well that I will add to this is this is your health, this is your data, so you should have total data ownership. And this is something we're really strong about on the platform in the sense that we make sure you will always have access to your data at any time. You can delete, request your data at any time. Um, you know, it's not just a report you will receive without the data behind, uh, but you will never be able to access. And obviously, we're not going to sell any data behind your back, right? So that, that's totally not what we want to do. But hopefully one day we will, might give you access to features where you'll be able to exchange your data with practitioners if you want to and give, you know, opt-in. If you opt out, then they won't see it because it's your data. Uh, and the same with professional. If you want to get a better deal with your insurance uh, and, you know, uh, you, you can share the data, but it's not the insurance company to actually have your data behind you know, not without your agreement. This is what I mean. So actually, so with consent, you might share it with, if it's helpful to people, for example, it might help to reduce their insurance premiums is what you're saying. But otherwise yes, I mean, it's 100% confidential and would never be shared. Now, let's put it this way, you know, health data are becoming the most increasing uh, commodity out there in the sense that it's a very valuable asset to have. Um, and that's why we should claim it back <laughs> because it's our data. Mm. And that's why there's certain companies that hold to this data because then they can sell it for quite a lot of money um, to big industries. I'm not going into the details here, you know, shame of us, uh, but um, this is how things are being done right now. And, and I think it has to change in the sense that we need to have this data ownership because the future is bright and I'm maybe an optimist, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm enthusiastic about what can be done in the future. But because we have this sort of tool with, you know, helping to democratize all those health data and all those, you know, things that are related to you, you can have many applications that you can choose to share or not or choose to have or not. Uh, whether you want to participate to research and be paid for it, for example. All those things could be possible. Um, and even within our platform, it's not things that we are, have right now, but, you know, we might do. <laughs> but um, just to reassure people, that's only ever with their consent. And at the moment, there's no, I know like some testing companies, for example, with DNA testing, this has happened uh, where, you know, they've sold data to pharmaceutical companies and things. And, and that is not the case. Is it? It's 100% secure with Omnos. Exactly. So, exactly. so this is the, the data security is 100% secure. You own your data at any time. Um, you can request the raw data as well. So you can have, uh, just make sure that your computer is uh, 
as in our space security and all your genetic data because we, we sequence for 700,000 of genes. Um, so that's a lot of data. Uh, but you can have this at any time. So uh, right now, as users, you know, having experienced it, and they 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 they're laughing about the fact that it's well, this is I've got the matrix of me, uh, <laughs> because yes, we do all these things for a reason. Again, it's, it's, you should have those data available to you. There's no many application right now for it, uh, apart from using it within platform like ourselves. But in the future, it will be right. Mm -hmm. So for many other reason. There's few things that we don't do, like you know, diagnosis for rare disease or these sort of things. But having have access to your data, you you could do that if you wanted to, um, you know. So yeah, anyway. Yeah, for sure. And I think just understanding how your um, pathways work is so powerful. You know, we've used both of us. We've talked about, you know, diabetes and, and carbohydrate sensitivity. But, you know, just a couple of days ago, I was speaking to a lady who had had breast cancer twice and she was really, really concerned about it. And yes, the NHS are screening her to see if it happens um, again, but she feels somewhat powerless. And by doing tests like this, actually, she can see, well, A, was there a genetic vulnerability to breast cancer or was it more environmental and what things might she change? What, how is she metabolizing estrogen? What pathways is that going yeah. down in terms of something like the Dutch test? Does she have the right um, vitamins and minerals and cofactors and, um, yes. you know, to detoxify? And that in and of itself, for somebody, as you say now, you were, you were mentioning earlier on about how when you start to have this data, you feel less fearful than the other people around you about things, bad things happening to you because it's hugely empowering because suddenly you can understand, well, why might that have happened? Why has that happened to me? Yeah. And how can so I do my best to prevent it happening again? You then understand that where, you know, it might come from. So, mm. you know, well, yes, I'm actually, you know, very deficient in vitamin D. I'm very deficient in vitamin C. Uh, because I'm predisposed, genetically speaking, to that. Uh, and I've got a lot of, you know, I don't know, toxici toxicity, you know, estrogen dominant, all these sort of things that actually will affect things like breast cancer. Mm -hmm. And you, you can see all those things. So then it's like, okay, well, I need to correct that, correct that, and correct that. And for, for those people who are, um, you know, um, have this condition, uh, having the support of a practitioner is also very powerful but for the practitioner to have a long list of things that already are being tested and just the visual of it is very even more powerful and it's a very good source of information instead of again going through all the different tests um, and, and looking through, you know, uh, whether on, on the Dutch test, one goes this way and one goes the other way. These sort of things, all of this is worked out. So, because those things can be very difficult to comprehend, especially for someone who's not familiar with those tests. Mm, yeah, for sure. No, that makes it very um, workable and great for the end user because, as you say, normally you go to the doctors, you have a test, you don't really understand what it mm. says. They never show you the tests. They tell you everything's fine, even if you're at the lower end of some sort of range, whereas this really gives power back. So um, the yeah. best way, I think, for people to start is you have a great survey that people can do on the website. You mentioned it, a questionnaire that they can go through. Um, it's, yeah. a, it's a free survey. What, tell, us, tell us more, Thomas. Where can they go to do this? So... They can go on omnos.me, mm -hmm. so O-M-N-O-S.me, um, and directly sign up to give access to their free survey. And this will already give you uh, uh, your dashboard, access to your dashboard. So within six different 
certain categories of your health, uh, such as lifestyle, stress, uh, nutrition, all these things. And, and it will actually uh, give you already your scoring system. Because something that we haven't mentioned, actually, which is at the core of OMNOS, is the scoring system. So now, the scoring system is not hard science. However, it's a really good indication of where you should put your attention to. Um, and the way we work this out is within our matrix, how we call it, um, within the algorithm, is let's say uh, on the sum of, I don't know, for immunity, for example, uh, why not? It's been quite important. If we have more than 50 genes related to immunity, um, you know, we, we tell you the score, right? So depending on your variant of certain genes, uh, all the things that are related to immunity, you know, like zinc and all, all those different things, um, then you have a certain score. And then across all the different tests as well. But also already within the questionnaire, to come back to the questionnaire, you will have some of those information available. Uh, and obviously a questionnaire is subjective, okay? Because it's not, you know, the what's going on in your body right now, but you often, really often reflect what's going on in your body right now. So it's already a really good starting point. One, to understand, and you, you will get recommendation from it already, uh, to understand what the balances can be, uh, what symptoms you may have, but you actually take too much for granted, uh, and what things you're actually already doing uh, that you should avoid or, or, or you should do, uh, or, or things to maybe take, uh, and maybe people to see if we realize that all the symptoms are, you know, are a bit worrying, I would say. Yeah, I actually did the questionnaire myself, and it was very interesting. I was just trying to see if I could see my results. I, c I can't um, find them quickly here, but it was very interesting, actually, um, to see what percentage I scored on the different areas, and then it did um, throw out a possible test for me that I might want to do um, as a first step. Um, so it was very useful. And, and it actually made me slightly competitive because I was looking at it going, mm, this one doesn't look as good. Why might that <laughs> be? Thing. What do I need to change? And yeah, I so mean, it was, it was being, good. Being the founder and the CEO of this, I had the test on, which is, um, you know, uh, we have this saying, uh, you know, that's, you know, the, the guys wear the shoes uh, as the worst shoes, right? Um, and it's basically... The, the element test, which looks at all your ratio and also toxicity, sorry, like such as heavy metals. So we look at more than 30 heavy metals, 20 heavy metals. Um, and one of them is mercury. Um, I have a mercury feeling and I completely forgot about it. Obviously, it's somewhere in the back of my mouth. Uh, but looking at my mercury ratio with other things like iron, like, you know, uh, all those ratios, are very bad, which gives me a very bad score on nutrition. And I was like, what? <laughs> uh, but then when I looked at the result, it made sense. And I thought it was a mistake, but no, the platform was right, um, unfortunately. So that's something I need to address, obviously. Uh, and it's something that flagged up also within the questionnaire uh, as my recommended test, because all the symptoms I was talking about were actually based on those, on those things. Um, so it, it was really interesting to see yeah really interesting yeah. well similarly my, with mine it asked me because there were lots of questions about my family history do you have a family history of diabetes of heart disease and there was strong family history um, but then I think when I input some lifestyle data it didn't say oh my god you're going to have to go and do a DNA test straight away because you're vulnerable to these actually it was quite positive 
So it showed that I was taking um, positive action. So yeah, I thought it was absolutely brilliant. Really, really helpful. It gives you a good snapshot even just from that questionnaire. So um, omnos.me is where people can do that. I will link to that in the show notes. And um, you're pretty active as well on social media. Um, where can people find you and um, follow your content? Omnos, omnos.me on Instagram. Um, and they can sign up as well to uh, the, the newsletter. Uh, I've got this routine of writing every day in the morning um, and I like doing it. Um, this is why I ended up doing books. <laughs> um, and uh, I do a weekly, weekly blog uh, as well as on Instagram, usual, you know, post. Um, I'm, I'm quite busy lately, obviously. Uh, and I have to say I have a, a child now, uh, a one year and a half uh, a little boy, very active uh, from his daddy, I think. Um <laughs> So, yeah, it takes me a bit of time, but uh, I, I keep going, uh, doing it, sorry. Uh, and, yeah, I invite people to, to follow social media for more information and, and everything. Brilliant. And, uh, Go I'll on, sorry. Well, it's, it's, um, for your audience, uh, I'll be more than happy, uh, you know, once they have done the questionnaire, uh, to message saying Angela Foster, for example, uh, in, in the little message, in that message, uh, and, and I will send them a discount code. If Amazing. Thank you. Awesome. That's absolutely brilliant. Thank you so much for that. And I will link to all of that um, in the show notes so that people can find the links. And thanks again for coming on. It's been great to have you on the show and hear all Thank about um, Omnus. Thanks, Thank Thomas. Thank you. I hope you enjoy that episode and I definitely encourage you to go and check out the platform that Thomas was talking about, um, omnos.me and complete your free questionnaires. It's really, really useful to get a gauge on how you're doing in each of the areas, as I mentioned at the beginning of the episode. And um, Thomas mentioned there that he had a discount code for listeners of this podcast and he's actually set up a specific code. So if you do the questionnaires and you decide that there's a test that you want to um, check out, then just enter code MYDNAEDGE10 and that will give you 10% off any test. So that's MYDNAEDGE10 to get 10% off. Um, let me know how you get on with the questionnaires. I'd absolutely love to hear. So just email me, Angela, at AngelaFosterPerformance.com. Thanks for listening. Remember to review and subscribe. You can grab the show notes, the resources and highlights of everything Angela mentioned over at AngelaFosterPerformance.com. You can also snatch up plenty of other goodies, including the highly helpful Angela Recommends page, which is a list of everything she personally recommends to optimize your mind, body and lifestyle.